the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So many people are affected by divorce at some point in their lives. It can be a lonely and challenging time of life, but it doesn't have to be. Everybody's been down, hit the bottom, hit the ground. Ooh, you're not alone. Just take a breath, don't forget, hang on to his promises. He wants you to know, you're overcome. Whether you or a loved one is considering divorce, going through it, or coming out of it, The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton is here to be your go-to educational and informational resource for those touched by divorce. Christy has been there, and now she's here to walk the path with you as a certified divorce coach and as your thinking partner. Her guests will bring you important insights and information, helping you make better decisions through this process, inspiring you to be your best self for you and your family, and give you hope. The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton starts now. And here's your host, Christy Stratton. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Divorce Coaching Hour. I'm Christy Stratton, and thank you again for listening in today. If this is the first time catching the show, welcome to you. Whether you are considering divorce in the midst of it or coming out of it, this is the show I hope you'll listen to each and every week. You know, Whether we want it to or not, divorce seems to affect everyone in some way. It can be an overwhelming life event, not only for the person going through it, but also for friends and family of those divorcing. We're not here to coach you to get divorced. We are here to walk the path with you if you are faced with a divorce, and we bring you specialists who can help you make better decisions during this time, provide you information and resources, and give you ideas about how to be your best self in a time that can bring out your worst. (laughs) Yeah, let's not talk about that. (laughs) Divorce. It can make us feel like life as we've known it is over. We're here to help you know that it's not. It's changed, and, and that change, although it may feel unbearable now, may end up to provide you something unexpected, and dare I say, better. Today, we are joined by a woman who found love after divorce and created a beautiful blended family raising four boys with her husband. Alana Hill is the perfect example of what can be better in the future after divorce. And she's here today to share her story and how she and her husband have worked together to create that better life. Alana is a fellow speaker and a passionate ministry leader and teacher. When she's not with her family, which is a lot, she is trotting the globe, speaking to companies about change leadership, or she's here with me, or at a National Speakers Association <laughs> event. <laughs> she's, uh, and she's also serving her church here in Houston. You know, it's such a treat to have Alana here today with us. You know, this show is for those considering divorce, going through it, and moving forward from divorce. So today, our focus is that moving forward. Alana, thank you for being here. Let's talk about that moving forward, shall we? Yes, Christy, let's. First of all, thank you for having me. I'm, it, I, 
it is such an honor to God be the glory. Thank you for having me. Yeah, amen. Thank you. I'm so glad that we have, you know, the National Speakers Association that brought us together. Mm -hmm. You know, we're we're lucky to have, you know, in, in this crazy world out there of all these people with associations that can bring us together and they're like family. And when we do things, you know, start things, grow things in our life and our business, it's really nice to bring in people that we've worked together with through the years. Mm -hmm. And we know that together we can do something better. So thank you. I know that today what we're going to be talking about moving forward and, and your story will help our listeners. And that's really what my heart is with this show is for anyone, and I say it often, you know, anyone who is faced with divorce mm-hmm. and whether we want it or not, I didn't want it, but it happened. There's some people that do because of reasons that they need to divorce. Um, and, you know, people also are in the middle of it They're and they're moving forward with it and they need to hear about how can I move forward when I feel like my life is over? Mm-hmm. So I just got to like dive right into the question. <laughs> yeah, let's do Give that. us the the magic that you did, the, 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 the perfect recipe. What did you do to mix up the like where you are and you've moved forward? I would say the secret sauce is keeping God first. I mean, oh, wow. letting him be the center of not only our marriage, but of our family. When I said I do to my husband, I said, I do, I do, I do, I do. And God was a witness and he was right in the center. And none of it would have happened without his grace and without his loving example. I love, and that was what we emulated. I love hearing that. And I think in large part why I'm here today is because of the grace of God. You know, a lot of people kind of look at, you know, people who go through divorce, you know, like they have a big letter D mm-hmm. on their shirt, oh, you yeah. know, and it's a four letter word. And the fact of the matter is, you know, in Houston, it's I, the last number I heard, it's a 53% divorce rate in Houston. And it's 40 to 50 across the nation and then beyond. And it happens. We have to get real. We mm-hmm. have to, I mean, it's, it's 2019 yeah. <laughs> divorce happens. And, and, and so good people to it happens to good people any Mm -hmm. person right and but as you move forward you know you can carry that so-called baggage and what Mm -hmm. people think of it but when you have God at the center and God leads you like God led me I wouldn't be here today doing this this show about (laughs) divorce if I had I'm I tell you I probably wouldn't be doing a show about divorce if I hadn't been divorced right right so you wouldn't be here today sharing your story about how you found love the second time and it sounds like a real love based on God and so I'm really curious how did you meet I love it when you say I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. <laughs> and I hear you saying like what I just saw as I, as I watched you say that, that you didn't just say it to your husband. You said it to God. I did. And I said it and I said it to God and I said it to my boys. And, yeah. um, but you, you touched on something that's such a key word and that is baggage. And boy, I, I had a load of it. <laughs> and the secret is really surrendering that baggage to God because I could have walked around a bitter, broken vessel from what had happened to me before because I was divorced before I remarried with my husband, as was he. We both had to make a conscious decision mm. to get healed. We I had to make that. a conscious decision to heal. You don't end up in the doctor's office. You make a decision to go to the doctor's office ah. to get healed. And so you have, unfortunately, people who ch- walk around broken because they haven't made the decision to get healed. Yeah, because they're, you, they're it, it, subliminally, yeah. they're kind of... They're kind of uh, making the decision to stay broken. Absolutely. You know, I listened to uh, Dr. Rick Warren, The Daily Hope, mm-hmm. and I often, in large part, 
another reason I'm here uh, is he says this, you're either going to be bitter or better. Yep. Right. And that's what I'm hearing is you all both made the, the choice. So I'm curious, did you meet your husband in the church environment? Did you, you know, no, tell actually, us the love story? I, well, I'll tell you the love story. And I'll tell you the <laughs> testimony. I'll tell you what, what God does, even someone with, with our bad decisions, with our bad choices. Yeah. I was Which actually, we all have them. Yes. I yes. was limping around in a really, really broken, dysfunctional marriage when I met my husband. Okay. We were coworkers okay. and we were friends that worked together. And it was as we were leaving both of our respective marriages that we found each other. But the shame of that, mm-hmm. and, and, and this was an external shame because, of course, people see what they think they see. Of course. Internally only, you know the story. Right. But it was just enough, and I'm thankful, it was just enough shame to send me running, not walking, but running down the aisle to rededicate my life to Christ. Mm-hmm. And when I did that, and as I continued to partner with God and um, grow in my healing and understanding that my then boyfriend who was to become my husband would partner with me on that healing journey. I knew that where I was going was boundless because God was in the center. Mm, that's, I love that you, you, you didn't walk, you ran, yeah, you ran, even though in a moment of what could be perceived. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I, I talk a lot about uh, with, with clients and when I speak and I think a lot about perception mm-hmm. because we do, we have so much, judgment out there Absolutely. of, I mean, of everything. I mean, I, I joke sometimes in my classes, you know, I, I talk about, you know, if you post something out there on social media, you can say, oh my gosh, the sky is blue. It's so pretty today. Somebody will come back and go, oh no, it's not. It's azure. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I don't know how we're going to go there and be bitter about the fact that I said the sky is so pretty. But the fact of the matter is that we, we, there's so much out there that is judged and mm-hmm. If we could just look beyond, um, I often say this difference, just different, difference, not wrong. Mm -hmm. Right. And if we could just look beyond, um, you know, situations that we may perceive are so-called wrong. But so that's what I'm hearing in your situation. They might have been a little bit of, you know, maybe you weren't walking the exact path that you would want. But but you you knew the steps you were taking and you had just enough shame to lead you in the direction, which is, that's what God does. Absolutely. He breaks us to just make us, enough yeah. conviction to draw me to his healing throne of grace. Yeah. And that was what needed to happen. Yeah. Because from that, from that, an, an entire, I mean, it just really catalyzed changes in my life. And from that, my transformation began that helped form me to be a better wife and mother. So, so you've so, taken this thing called divorce, mm-hmm. this big letter D, this four letter word, mm-hmm. and you transformed it to create this life with your husband, with the foundation of God. And how then could we look at divorce? So we don't want it, but it happened and you've moved forward and now look at what you've created. Absolutely. I mean, you hear people tell you some of the best things in their life happen after they were laid off from a job that they didn't, that they didn't choose to leave. Absolutely. I mean, so the reality is beauty for ashes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Life is full of unfortunate events, whether we created them or whether they happened to us. Right. And what, where the rubber meets the road is what do you do with those? Right. What do you do with those unfortunate circumstances that either you created because we're all flawed vessels and we make, we make bad decisions. We do. And then sometimes they happen to us. Right. But what do we, what do we do? With what, what are we going to do we with that? Yeah. 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 And, and so I love that, that we're talking about those choices because as we think about the audience listening, you know, maybe somebody out there is thinking about getting a divorce. Maybe they've just received divorce papers. Mm-hmm. Maybe, um, you know, they don't want the divorce. Maybe mm-hmm. they do want the divorce, but it's what I'm hearing you say is what really helped you was 
that one big decision, which you made the choice to run towards God and whether somebody runs towards God or what have you, there's still choice involved in it. We would hope that they would run towards God and let that guide the foundation of their future. Um, But if somebody has not found God, at least to make the choice to work towards better, not bitter, making the choice to put um, the future ahead of them versus sitting in that baggage. I don't know that you could sit in a baggage. Maybe you could. You could open up the suitcase and sit there. You can sit in a pit. pit. And people do that. They yeah. have a they have a pity party, and you know, not to say that there aren't a ton of emotions associated with divorce. This is this is not about detaching yourself from emotions. No, 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 no. This not is about at all. processing your emotions, right. but then planning for what's ahead. Yeah, that's what resilience is all about. Resilience is about knowing that what's ahead of me is better than what was behind me. And speaking of what's ahead, we're already coming up to our first break. We're we're going to learn much more about Alana here and what she's gone through her story, a book that she's written and what she's doing today to really move forward, continue to move forward in her life. Those choices that she made. You guys don't want to miss this. This will really help you move forward. Stay with us. There's a lot at stake in a divorce, and you want trusted and specialized counsel. Houston attorney Craig Haston is board certified by the Texas Board of Legal Specialization and has more than 25 years of legal experience. And experience is everything. Craig will help you make the best choices for your family and your future. When divorce seems to be your next step, contact one of the most recognized attorneys in Texas, Craig Haston. To schedule a consultation, call 281-890-1300 or go to HastonLaw.com. Anytime you are selling or buying real estate, you need a seasoned real estate agent to navigate you through the process, especially when you are selling or buying because of a divorce. But you don't want just any real estate professional. You want one who is a real estate collaboration specialist in divorce. You want Jennifer Dodds. Jennifer will help you move forward through the real estate process during your divorce as your strong advocate. Call Jennifer today to learn more about how she can help you with all of your real estate needs at 281-974-703. When you're selling your home, you want to wow people when they see it. Or if you're not selling and want to enhance your enjoyment of the home, consider Simple Elegance. The team at Simple Elegance, led by Mary Scally, are masters at staging homes for sale or helping you design your interior for maximum impact. Do what new home builders do. Call the staging masters, Simple Elegance, at 877-458-8254 and simpleelegancetx.com. A divorce can change your whole world, including your financial picture. The more you know and the better you understand your options, the more likely you are to make sound financial decisions. Learn how to build a solid financial strategy today that may help you provide greater security and flexibility in the future. Morgan Stanley Financial Advisor Gary Wolf can help. Contact Gary Wolf today at 281-362-4706 to get started. That's 281-362-4706. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, member SIPC. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, Morgan Stanley, its affiliates, and Morgan Stanley Financial Advisors do not provide legal advice. Clients should consult their attorney for legal matters. And we are back. We're back with Alana 
Hill, speaker, author, everything awesome woman. I'm set friend. I'm so glad you're here with us today. (laughs) We were talking, I, I, you know, I was, we were talking on the break a little bit about what we were talking about in the first segment. Mm -hmm. And I was beginning to get a sense about this, like a catalyst, like Mm -hmm. the catalyst of, and the foundation of, and I, and I don't mean this trite, but love the second time around type Mm -hmm. of thing, but this amazing, uh, family that you've been able to create with the foundation of God. But I heard kind of a catalyst there. First, I heard you running to God Mm -hmm. and that's the guidance. But what would you say, or maybe some other keys thinking about our audience out there and they're thinking, okay, you know, again, not that life is over, but life as I knew it. I mean, that's the fact of the matter. The reality is life has changed. It's different. That's the reality of it. Um, what would you say are some other keys? I know we also talked about choice, mm-hmm. but what are some other keys that you think are the basis of what's been able to help you move forward and now build this uh, solid, grounded marriage? I would say there's really two foundational things. I mean, first, mm-hmm. you know, change does need a catalyst. So you need something that that burns a fire in you that really um, pushes you to change. And so for me, it was that situation and, and again, feeling that conviction and wanting to wanting to do better. I mean, it just really made me reflect on what kind of choices was I making Mm -hmm. and were those the choices I wanted to continue to make? My first marriage, there was no God was not in the center. I wanted God to be in the center of my marriage. How do I make that happen? First and foremost, I had to get free from a lot of things from my childhood. I had a lot of childhood trauma. My -hmm. mother was murdered my senior year in high school. So and that was something that was a tragedy that I hadn't yet dealt with. And so because divorce is so life changing, because it is such a catalytic event, it really forced me to evaluate evaluate a lot of mm. my uh, my life history and how that impacted some of the choices that I was making so that I didn't just say, oh, I'm going to do better. You know how a lot of people right. say, oh, I'm going to do better. Surface it's level. It's not right. It's not about doing better. It's about take digging deep, yeah. doing the work. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And looking at my core and looking at my character. And as, as, as Dr. Covey says, when we talk about what shows up versus what's underneath mm-hmm. and it's what un- mm-hmm. it's what's underneath that we have to do all the work on yes and so then <laughs> when you show up when you've chosen then to love aligned. a child that doesn't really want to love you back because they're conflicted mm. what do you do with that right and okay. you have to really be firm in your um in your choices and and setting yourself up to have the right resources because that's a huge thing i i didn't say oh i'm just going to get healed no, yeah. <laughs> I sought the resources. We I wish sought, that would exactly. happen. I know. Yeah. And, and you know, a lot of times you get frustrated because it doesn't happen. Right. And I'm an engineer. And so I like things to happen. Uh, you, you like know, things for yeah. So there were times, there were days where I get frustrated because I'd given myself a timeline. I should have been fine with this by this amount of time. And I'm not, why am I not? You know? And so overanalyzing, overanalyzing. No, and realizing not with an analyst that, personality. Yeah, I know, right? no. <laughs> <laughs> that there was so much more to it. It's, it's not just the decision. It's the work that goes in it. And it's the iterative work and that's the key is knowing that you got to keep working through that stuff yeah, i don't know not, about you but end. i don't just brush my teeth on friday i brush them every day oh yeah a couple times a day <laughs> right. a couple times a day yes, it's iterative please. you have to keep doing it so that we can really hold on to um the forgiveness the love the grace that we're grasping you know i love what you said and and with one word is firm and, and what I heard from all of what you've been through, that you took some steps back, really got to know who you were at mm-hmm. that point and stood firm in, in that. And that could carry you through. And w- what I also heard in there was that alignment. Yes, you could snap your fingers and go show up to the world like everything's fine. Mm-hmm. 
But after a while, that's going to crumble or people are going to see through that because they're not going to see the alignment. And when we are firm in who we are as our best self, and it doesn't happen overnight. And as you said, the iterative work, we keep working on it. Mm-hmm. Like we brush our teeth several times a day, mm-hmm. hopefully, right? <laughs> then we become. And and I was just coaching with somebody and talking about, yeah, this is tough right now. The suffering is tough. But as we move forward and we do the work and mm-hmm. we keep doing the work, we grow and we change and we become a better version of ourselves. Or rather, more of the best version we've always been, yeah. but the the things that have happened to us, like losing your mother in the past, um, that's, you know, that's just almost inexplainable. There are no words there, but you had only you could do the work. Right. So that's what I'm hearing as a key that that and you also use the words burning fire mm-hmm. to, to keep you going. So, again, that catalyst kind of component. So what else? You've got to have that. You've got to stand firm. You've got to take a step back. You can't just. Put on the surface level and go, hey, I'm fine, whatever. But for you to move forward, what other what are some other things that you would talk about? Well, I mean, I love the expression and we use it especially in in, in, in the kingdom. We always say, Oh, you gotta fake it till you make it. Yeah. And I'm okay with faking it till you make it on certain days, but I'm more okay with being committed to making it. Mm. Right. And mm. so the faking to make is that temporary because especially as 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 parents, right? If there are times when we kinda have to put on that smile because we're either, you know, trying to keep something from you know so there are times when it is absolutely appropriate but if that becomes your modus operandi all the time and you keep stashing things in your closet and that was what happened to me and that was one of the things i talk about in my memoir love is a catalyst the pain behind the purpose yeah there's that catalyst thing we got to talk about that i love that uh, so you guys this is a great book and we're talking about that catalyst that can move you forward this book love is a catalyst the pain behind the purpose. How can folks get that book? They can get that on my website. They can go to loveisacatalyst.com and they can okay. order it right there. And uh, they can also get it on Amazon if they're Prime members. Get Easy it, get breezy. It right there. <laughs> Boom. Get yeah. it tomorrow. And I think they'll want to. But let's tell us more about what's in that book. Um, in that book, I really uncovered transparently my closet journey and when i okay. use the metaphor closet we that can all be know, scary sometimes yeah, <laughs> we have those things that we have to tuck away and some of them are small right some of them are those little pebbles but some of them are those huge boulders yeah. that weigh us down and if we put them in our bag you know <laughs> yeah, you know and so we can't yeah. we can't we can't close the closet and right. i couldn't close my closet it really got to the point where on one particular day i had an emotional breakdown because my closet was too full and i yeah. couldn't fit it one more thing on in top it of you. and i fell apart and i was on yeah. the, i was at the bottom of the closet or on the floor crying for hours mm-hmm. crying out crying out crying out and when i came out i mean of course a good cry feels good it actually physiologically it, it, releases physiological, yes but because while i was in there i really had this amazing encounter with my creator that showed me not only my life game footage right as any athlete mm-hmm. looks at their mm-hmm. game footage i saw that footage but then i began to have a renewed perspective about things i began to see in that time and all the journey that i'd been on finding my purpose you'd mentioned about um about the purpose-driven life, right? We yes. talk about Rick, yes. Warren. Rick Warren. And yeah. I had just read that book, yeah. right? And Good. so all of these things, all these seeds had been planted. And in that time, it all got watered. And yeah. when I came out of that closet, I was, it was like a butterfly coming out of its cocoon. Yeah. And it's had to have been like, you know, just like that better butterfly metaphor, like, you know, just flowing and beautiful and flying and now spreading your wings. And I can even hear as you're talking about it and kind of going through mm-hmm. it, the moment to breathe and and taking that big boulder off your shoulder and and you know I I think about uh, our 
those who are listening who may be considering divorce, you know, that boulder that they're carrying right now, I think about people who are in divorce where, you know, they're going through the, the, you know, uh, the moments of I want to win, Mm. you know, a lot of people want to go that way because our, our nature is to kind of want to do that or the fear that comes through, you know, am I going to, um, you know, what's it going to look like after this happens? What are my kids going to be okay? Um, and those boulders and then moving forward and thinking I am dragging that bag with me, but what I'm hearing there is, if they can kind of even take your book and your experience as their own catalyst, that they can realize that they can go ahead and start doing the work now and leaving those boulders behind or doing the work. So speaking of that, I love to give our listeners kind of really tactical things that they can do. You should like that since you're an analyst, <laughs> <Yes>. right? <laughs> the analytical me just lit up. I just, I know. Tactical, it's like I said yes. the word tactical and, we're and strategic. Yes. <laughs> I like to say this word, just wait yes. for it. Stratactical. Whoa! <laughs> that was a mic drop, my friends. <laughs> so this something tactical that they can act, in fact, do, you know, an exercise. I, you know, I don't know if I'm going to feel comfortable telling them to go crawl into their closet, <laughs> but, you know, a good cry. But was there, you know, you said you read The Purpose Driven Life. Mm-hmm. That might be a good place. What else maybe is something tactical they could do to maybe get them, other than reading your book, <laughs> get them to this catalyst place? Well, I want to share. So speaking of my book, um, I want to share an exercise that I encourage. And I also do oh, workshops because I do workshops on um, my my uh, solutions-based book, right? Okay. Which is What's Your Catalyst? The Power of Managed Change. So okay. in that, and that's I coming give, out. And we'll that's talk coming about out that. next month. Yes. Okay. Stay so, tuned for that in the next segment. Right. <laughs> so in that, I give some tactical um, tips, but I want to share this one about, and it relates to the closet, and that is evaluating because so often we can say, oh, I remember this story. I remember this story. I remember when this happened. But as Maya Angelou said, people will forget what you said. People will forget yes, what you did, but they will never they forget, forget how, how you made, you made them, them feel. feel. I say and it if, all the time. And when you tie that to my analytical mind and the truth and the science behind what the amygdala does mm-hmm. for what we yes. feel, that stuff didn't go away. Right. And it begins to manifest itself in your life in different ways that you un- that you don't expect. You're so but right. But when you sit and you Analyze it. Some people are afraid of the word analyze because I'm an engineer. They think, oh, (laughs) here she is. She's an engineer. Some people are afraid of the word divorce. (laughs) So if you sit and you really reflect on them and look at what lesson did I get from this? How did I grow from this? How did this hinder me? And if you ask yourself those questions, did I grow? Did I shrink? And then and you move through your life in quarters. And as you do, you begin to find patterns, right? Because you can find how you respond to certain things. Mm -hmm, And you mm -hmm. can begin to start thinking of what your plan ahead would be based on how you've responded to things in your past. So what I'm really hearing is get really honest. Take some time for yourself first. Mm -hmm. And and that honest evaluation. When we come back into our next segment, we are going to talk more about this catalyst. We're going to talk about your next book coming up, and we're going to tie this all together, but you're going to have to say it for me again. I will. I will. So cat, the, what's your What's your one? catalyst? The power of managed change. Okay, so the power of managed change can totally apply to divorce. When you guys come back, we are going to talk about this tactical thing you can do. So come on back. Here's today's two-minute tip, which is almost a three-minute tip this time. Today's tip focuses in on conflict, and if you know anything about divorce, you know there can be conflict within it. Heck, there can be conflict within any relationship. 
Recently, I had a disagreement with a friend. While we met and discussed the conflict and left the meeting with both of us telling each other that we love one another, we didn't come to agreement about the disagreement. In fact, we agreed to disagree. That can be a tough thing. And I have to admit, I have some residual feelings about the disagreement, and I've been struggling with those residual feelings. The worst in me wants to be right. And the best in me wants to let it go. I'd love for the feelings to just go away. It occurred to me, though, that in the past, if something like this had happened, I'd probably try to make it go away by pushing my feelings down or letting my worst get the best of me and call and let those residual feelings out. But here's the thing. I did let my feelings out. And thankfully, I didn't push them away this time. My friend and I had a mature conversation about the conflict. And unfortunately, the only agreement that we came to is that we agreed that we disagree. Sometimes people simply don't agree. And we have to find a healthy way to resolve those residual feelings instead of pushing them away or blurting them out. For me, I've prayed more and more. I've dug into the Bible. I've asked God to change me. And when everything in me wanted to be right for the disagreement to go away and for my friend to change and agree with me. So I asked God to change me. Here's the other thing. We cannot change the other person. We can only change our perspective. We can only change ourselves. My friend and I are at an impasse and I won't allow that impasse to harm the friendship. The disagreement didn't go away and I've learned that I can't expect others to change. So I will ask God to change my perspective about the situation. I am asking God to change me. I wonder, what if we took these sorts of steps in all of our conflict, changing ourselves, not trying to change others? How would we, how would the world look and feel then? Maybe we wouldn't have those residual feelings and maybe we wouldn't have so much conflict. I hope you think about what you can do to change your perspective and yourself next time you find yourself in a conflict, just like I did. If you want to learn more about how to change your perspective and change yourself to resolve conflict, you can find me, Christy Stratton, at the divorcecoachinghour.com or call us at 281-944-8043 and make sure to add the Divorce Coaching Hour to your podcast library and follow us on Facebook at the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton. Listen each week for another two-minute tip all to support you or someone you know who is facing or going through divorce. And please share this episode with those who will benefit. Makes you kind of want to do a little dance. Yeah. <laughs> That's another thing you can do. To, it's a key to help getting you kind of out of that brain of bitterness. I, I dance music. I run to music. Oh, my goodness. My playlist. Yeah, that's right. We both run. Oh, my, there you go. Runs. You know, I've most been recently, I've been like almost imagining Jesus running with me. He's I mean, a great running partner. Yeah. I, it's just hit me. I was like, oh, my gosh, you're running with me. I needed him you. to get that snake yesterday. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yes. You run where there's snakes. I oh. try not to. It's my neighborhood and they just popped up out of the water okay, from all yeah. the rain. But yeah, I don't care for snakes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, um, hmm, how do I segue <laughs> snakes to honest evaluation? I don't know. That's honest. We don't care for snakes. Right. Well, you have to, <laughs> we'll segue that. You have to honestly evaluate the snakes in your past. There you go. But, Thank you. But the key to that, and this is where we wanted to move in this, the key is you evaluate it, you glean what you need to glean, and then you move on. 
Yeah. And that's the key thing. If you are stuck in replaying and replaying and rehashing and replaying, you're stuck. Yeah. That's, You're stuck. It's just like a you broken record. You can't have We've heard that. the yeah. future that God has promised in Jeremiah 29, 11. You can't have that hope and that promise if you're holding on to the past. Yeah. Evaluate that evaluate honest evaluation. Yes. Learn from it. Grow. Move. Yes. Become the best version of yourself. And then how how did you maybe put that into action? I'm, I might say another word that you like. Strategy. strategy. <laughs> yes. And, and so the thing about strategy is... That means that you've thought through an approach. You've thought through what are the imperatives for you? What, what must I do? It's like you ask yourself, what must I do? But it is the what must I do to be what? Right. And so you have to have a definition of who you want to be. And that comes from our vision without a people, without a vision, the people will perish. And you have to have that vision of who you want to be. You have to know, in my case, I knew from evaluating my past, from evaluating a family dynamic, that I knew there were some things I didn't want to emulate. I knew I wanted to be an involved mom. And so when I got married and said, I do, I do, I do, I do, Mm -hmm. and instantly had three boys and then God added one more, I knew that I wanted to be an involved, engaged, and present mom. And that was a choice that I made. And so that drove every decision that I made, whether it was a career decision, whether it was a even a vacation decision, whether it was uh, what do we do on the weekends? They were driven based on my goal of raising future husbands. So I. Oh, OK. I got to come back to that. That was really good. <laughs> that. that like totally yes. got my breath for a second. But <laughs> you, you said something again there was that choice. And, and so a lot of people, even though you like the word strategy, some people might like, go, oh, yeah. right. But it is, that's one of the things I want people to hear is that they do have a choice. And one of my hashtags, choice, not chance, mm-hmm. right? And I, w- I could go into story and story and story about that because it's it's a life lesson I've learned as well. But they, I want them to hear that they have a choice of how they're going to show up. And they can, as you said, put that strategy in place or decide what do I want to be out here? Whatever is here, obviously mm-hmm. on the radio, you can't see that, but uh, one of the exercises I take clients through, and it's kind of what I'm hearing you say, and what I think it's also interesting is, yes, we're talking about divorce here, but you speak to a lot of companies mm-hmm. about change and leadership development through that change, change leadership. There's that, you know, here's a big thing that maybe nobody knows in this world. I, I'm sure I'm the first one that's ever going to say this, but there's a lot of change in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I poke fun of it, but life is change. Yes. I mean, right. And divorce is one of those big yes. changes. You've got a yes. whole big family dynamic change, financial change. I mean, how many people's finances change after a divorce? How many people's Everyone. friend circle changes after a divorce, right? Everything, Everything changes. Your changes. life after a divorce looks very different, right. but we don't have to allow it to look we don't have to allow it to look a certain way. We can be part of the creation of what it looks like. And that comes from us making a decision. Integrity is about making a decision about who you want to be and being that person. And becoming and that showing better up version. that way. Yeah. Yes. That best version of you, which is what we are talking about yes. here, is how you've created a better life, a blended life. We'll be talking, a blended family life. We'll be talking about that, which indirectly we have, mm-hmm. by you just saying that your choice to raise for good husbands. Um, uh, but here's what I want to, you know, one of the things from a tactical standpoint, what I'm hearing you say is, is, you know, people can look down the so-called road mm-hmm. of life five years down, 10 years down, what they're looking at right now, that what life may feel like, this is the end, right? No, this is a change. And if, if we liken it to the 
well, you said you likened it to you likened things to a um, sports earlier. So mm-hmm. let's say a, 50, a, a football field, right? right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it is Saturday in Texas and there's football, right? right. So let's liken it to a, a football field. And, you know, you're, you're running to the other side of the football field, hopefully to make a touchdown, right? And you could have mul- many games in your life, many touchdowns in your life, right? But what's the next touchdown that you want to make, right? And and how long is that going to be? If that is it going to be a 43-yard field goal, is it going to mm-hmm. be a 23-yard, what have you? And and let's look at that touchdown. What is it that you want to see? As, as you said, Alana, you said, I want to be an involved mom. So there's a choice. Now, stepping mm-hmm. back and tactically that strategy is then what are the choices I need to make along the way to create that? And we going back to the beginning of the episode, we also talked about what we continue to put in our mind, that iterative process where mm-hmm. we, we repeat that. Once we get really clear on that touchdown we want to make, mm-hmm. then we're going to know the plays yeah. to make. But you're, what you're saying is you got to take the action. Yeah. You got to kick the ball. Yep. Right. <laughs> Are we doing good with this metaphor and analogy yes. here? <laughs> know, right? You know, and so even sticking with the football metaphor, you can't just, you can't just show up at a game. Right. Teams practice. They yeah. practice. They practice their plays. And that comes to planning. It. Yes. And so while, while I have an engineering background, project management is my expertise. That's my sweet spot. And okay. that's about planning. That is about seeing what things could happen. This is about managing uncertainty. And we know that ultimately we take our plans and we surrender them to God. He is the ultimate planner. But we know that we are called to put things in in order. Speaking of uncertainty, you have a blended family. Yes. I had a blended family. Mm -hmm. That's a really big. Yes. (laughs) There's a a lot of coaches on the team, (laughs) right? (laughs) Uh, We won't go there. (laughs) There are. That's a good way to look at it. And, And so how I know. Uh, being a part of that blended family is very important to you. So talk about keeping with this theme of football, keeping those, this theme of moving forward. How did you manage all that? You know, even though you might've still had a little baggage that mm-hmm. you still brought with you, that's the reality of it. How'd you manage all that? You know, I, I think the key word that always comes to my mind is humility mm-hmm. is because to have a coaching staff, to have a coaching team, in our, in our case, a three-pronged coaching team, no one member of that coaching team could insist that their way was the right way. Collaboration was key to making decisions that were in the best interest of our kids. So everybody felt like their voice was heard. Yes. They all could make the win happen. And you have to be willing to do that. And I am totally transparent. Anybody who knows me knows that there was not a whole lot of collaboration in our coaching staff. And I say that because we know that... Some parents can be a little territorial. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's, the, that's, that's how I'll put that. And so when you're being territorial and when you're putting, when you're not willing to collaborate, then that can create issues. And that's when, when I, when I talk and when I, when I talk to um, blended families, divorced people, whether it's through church or whether it's through ministries, I'm supporting people. Mm-hmm. That is one of the big things that I find is, well, you know, not being able to reach consensus oftentimes because people aren't willing to humble themselves to just listen empathically to what the other person has to say. And what do you think? A lot think? of yelling, hearing, not enough listening. I totally agree with you. One of the things that I find, though, that 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 territorial, um, maybe attitude, but really more actions mm-hmm. comes from something much deeper, and it's fear. It's fear. It's it's, it's, it's parenting fear. out of fear. It's living out of fear. When that I'm going to lose, fear, that yeah. I'm not going to win the game They're if, not gonna I, love if me I give as much. something up. Right, yes. right. And, and how have you handled that? By always insisting <clears throat> that there's... 
so much love to go around. And when we have a scarcity mindset about love of all things, when there's an abundance of it, all you can do is just keep reinforcing the notion that they're not going to run out of love for you. They're not going to run out of love for me. They're not going to run out of love for any of us that are loving on them. My boys were blessed with the blended family that also included aunties and uncles from my family. So they suddenly had, you know, nine. My mom was the eldest of 10 siblings. Oh, so they well, suddenly look at that. had That's nine. That's a lot of birthday yes, presents. <laughs> exactly. So they suddenly had more people to love them. And when is that a bad thing? You don't want kids to be spoiled and spoiled means giving them things that they haven't right. learned to earn. And I've taught my boys to earn. But when you just get an overabundance of love, that's not spoiling. It goes back to what I, you know, again, we've been talking about this catalyst, but I think really what's the the main thing we're talking about is choice. Mm -hmm. And what I hear you say over and over and over, I made a choice to become the woman that I knew that I wanted to be Mm -hmm. um, just yourself, married, but also to uh, in a blended family. And so everyone involved in, and I'm thinking that and applying that to people who may be at the beginnings of divorce. Mm -hmm. And I want to come back to that, that choice, that, that collaboration and letting go of that fear because in, in fact, and, and then that mind you, I mean, it's easier said than done, but when you can realize that, as you said, parenting by fear, that's, that's putting us in a lack, a place of scarcity, Mm -hmm. Versus that abundance. And I know it feels like holding on, holding on, holding on, even in, you know, goodness, when we're, um, I, I want to say and use the word negotiating a divorce, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they don't often litigate, litigating or right. annihilating might be some of them. But, you know, I think even that's where there's a um, kind of a new direction in, in divorce called collaborative law. Right. And, and I think that's even the same thing we're talking about is like, mm-hmm. how can we find a win-win, obviously use the word collaborative, but we surrender mm-hmm. our pride. We surrender what I want all the time, knowing there are going to be some things that I get. There are going to be some things I don't get. But if we apply that to everything in our lives from, you know, where, wherever we may be in a divorce, yeah. wherever we may be going forward, even to today and how we operate within b- business, which is another thing I want to come back. We're coming up to a break here shortly. And I want to come back and talk to you more about what you do how do you tie all this, your ministry and your talk about catalyst and moving forward, how you tie that all together. But if there was just one thing right now that you could maybe give the listeners about, you know, where they are in divorce, what would you say? If you have children, know they're watching you. Ah, oh, well, that's powerful. We'll have to come back and, mm-hmm. and unpack that one. You guys, we're coming back with Alana Hill. We're going to be talking more about choice and choice being I think and I may be paraphrasing in a way but the catalyst to you moving forward wherever you may be with divorce uh, whether it's today tomorrow or in the future you guys stay tuned you don't want to miss this come on back the divorce coaching hour with Christy Stratton is meant to come alongside those considering divorce in the midst of it coming out of it maybe even help save some marriages. Many people are affected by divorce at some point in their lives, whether they are going through divorce or they know someone who is or has. It can be a lonely and challenging time of life, but it doesn't have to be. There are many professionals involved in the divorce process who want the very best outcome for those involved. These professionals include attorneys, financial analysts, mental health professionals, and those 
in the helping professions. Real estate agents, title companies, churches, and those are only a few. For those touched by divorce, these professionals play a critical role in the outcome, and those going through this process need to know about them. Another goal of this show is to provide resources to listeners, including informing them about professionals who can help. If you'd like to let our listeners know about you and your company and services, please contact us. We have corporate sponsor opportunities available. Call 281-944-8043 for more information. That's 281-944-8043. We want to help our listeners know about you and your business. Call us today to apply as there are some requirements. Call 281-944-8043. Oh my gosh, Mike, our producer is just a funny, funny guy. He he is listening to the show because you talked about being before the show that we were talking about um, the music. Milli, you're the what? The, the milli, milli vanilli of gospel. I will get my praise on, and I just the the sound doesn't come out because I sound like Yolanda Adams in my head. Oh, okay. Well, most of us do, right? Yes. <laughs> and you taught me a cool thing: watermelon, watermelon, watermelon. watermelon. <laughs> yes. I'm if okay. Everybody's wondering what watermelon Water, yes. is at just, this moment in time. It, no, no sound comes out. Just move your lips. <laughs> People can't hear know, that, but she's mouthing. That, but yes, she's mouthing watermelon. watermelon. And you're probably wondering, okay, the divorce coaching hour. What does watermelon, watermelon, watermelon have to do? We were having a little <laughs> bit of fun, as I often say. It's a it's a deep subject. You know, we're talking about a heavy subject. We can have a little levity in there, and Mike Amen. helps us do that with Millie Vanilli. Thank you very much. Thank you. I was actually afraid he was going to play first a Longhorn song, and you're an Aggie. Yes, that would have not been appropriate. <laughs> but then I thought, oh my gosh, I hope you're not surprising me with. The Aggie fight song, because then I don't we know. I don't know about the future with us, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we've been talking about moving forward in divorce, mm-hmm. and we've talked about this catalyst, which is what you speak on a lot out there to companies, but also through your mission uh, within your church, and 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 that catalyst, a driving force. I think you use the words mm-hmm. burning fire that moved you to creating this beautiful blended family that where you are today. And our ultimate goal with the show is to uh, specifically this one is to help people know that life has changed. You can move forward. Mm -hmm. It's a choice and you want to put a strategy in place talking to our analyst (laughs) here, Uh, but you have to do an honest evaluation before you do that and then find some things that you can and will do consistently going Mm -hmm. forward. And, you know, what's interesting is people may think, you know, divorce, 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 it's this terrible, awful thing. It happens. But what I've learned over the years is that divorce is not unlike many other changes in life, Mm -hmm. right? Changing in the workplace, starting a new job. And in fact, divorce can affect our work, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And so I know you talk to a lot of companies out there about this thing called change leadership. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you develop through it? And and as we were talking on break, human resources have, have evolved to be able to help people through divorce. So how would you tie this all together with somebody moving forward, not just in their you know, everyday personal life and growing, but how maybe they can use this as a catalyst, mm-hmm. there's the word, in even their professional growth. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, so, you know, because your catalyst is really your why. It's your purpose. Why am I doing this? And as you're trying to navigate change after a divorce, it's realizing that my world, my life, is everything has just changed. But you know what? 
I still got to go to work. Yeah. There's that little thing. Yes. (laughs) And because you still have to go to work and because you still have to show up, you can't show up as the broken, wounded bird. Mm -mm. You can't parent as the broken, wounded bird. You have to realize, as I said before we went to break, your kids are watching. People are watching. And your true character shows in how you respond in some of the most difficult things. Because I never demean how damaging and how difficult divorce can be for some people right and Absolutely. I, i've seen some there where they seem to sign papers and they walk away and it's no big deal right and i've seen some where they people are so crushed. devastated they're crushed but yeah. you still have to find a way to be effective even when your heart is broken yeah and absolutely. that's what we're called to do and that's that's what the whole point of if it was easy anybody could do it right right but it's not and but you have to be able you have to build your resilience to be able to walk through those trials to still be effective at work. Right. And so when we talk about change leadership at work, it's it's navigating all these changes. You have so many organizations that reorganize. They they do mergers Every two and acquisitions. To three years. Yes. <laughs> so they have all sorts of, of changes that occur. The industry changes, the market changes, and how do they then not only navigate and adapt to those changes, but how do they become change leaders in their organization to initiate change? And how do and that's they do the that? The key thing I talk about is initiating change, and that is identifying the catalyst, understanding why. Because change that does not have a clear why won't withstand. So that goes back to what we were talking about—that honest evaluation. Mm-hmm. Even as yeah. you were, as you were um, going through the boulders of the baggage of the, whether it be a closet or a backpack or what have you, even taking that and and growing from it mm-hmm. in your profession as well. And I, I heard you say. Uh, you know, kids are watching, but others are watching. Others as well. are watching. Your employers are watching, and and that resilience, which we've spoken about, we could do an entire show just on resilience. But that's the key of resilience: is kind of taking a step back, knowing that you you have the community, uh, or finding the community that can help you, mm-hmm. knowing that you have the ability finding or finding the ability through counseling or through. Um, your faith or your church or things like that, which is all the subjects we've talked about mm-hmm. this. And even now within some organizations, you can find resources there to make this change and to show up not as that wounded bird. Yeah. So it really goes back to choice. But I also heard you talk about why. Yeah. And that, so we're talking kind of about all the same thing, right? right. So yeah. the why is the, the, the that honest evaluation that burning desire that's going to move you forward. And, you know, you're a testament to the, to that. And I, and such an inspiration, Alana, uh, for being able to create and move through, you know, your, your, your job, the divorce, keeping it all going, a blended family, a foundation of God serving, um, not only, people at your church, but serving people in the National Speakers Association. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And, and, and also here and serving our listeners. So if someone wanted to reach you, how would they reach you? They could easily go online and they could go to loveisacatalyst.com. They can also find me on their favorite social media channel because I try to show up wherever they are. Okay. So that's LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, So Twitter. they would find they you find Alana, yes. A-L-A-N-A Hill. Yep, middle initial M. So okay. look for Alana so say that M. Again. Hill. Okay. And you'll find me on any you'll channel find, that is And say is that website favorite. again. Love is a catalyst love is a catalyst.com.com yes. yeah you guys are going to want to go there and check out that sh- she has 
that book, Love is a Catalyst. Tell me the, the second part of it again. Love is a Catalyst. The Pain Behind the Purpose. Oh, yeah. And we just know about that one. And your second one that's coming out. My next book is What's Your Catalyst? The Power of Managed Change. And in it, I actually share tactical strategies, teach you even how to create a strategic plan for your life. It starts with a vision. What do I want my life to look like? I wanted to raise future husbands. I wanted to and influence we wanted and to talk about that. Yes. What do you mean about raise future husbands? Tell us. I want I and so I would I would talk to my boys. We would have this running joke. It was lesson time that these are flying lessons. So I want you to be an independent contributing faith-filled young man when you leave my home. And in order to do that, there are certain things that we have to accomplish. I worked in talent development for years. So when you're trying to fill a knowledge gap, you have to take a look at what are the gaps that you wanted and what kind of interactions and encounters can you use? You run your family oh, like yes. a business. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Smart. Absolutely. And so, you know, and that, that teaches them how to learn, how to, how There's to grow There's that project manager. <laughs> yes. How to, how to make their own decisions, how right. to be critical thinkers. Yeah. Don't just do what I've told you to do. Do what you know to do. Right. You, and that was what I've taught my boys all the time. And who doesn't want a husband that does that? Yeah. Well, yeah. Could you bring him on up a <laughs> yeah, little older, right? right? Yes. <laughs> so that might not work, you know, but if you find one out there, I'm actually looking for Mr. Actually, right? So, you know, <laughs> but again, right. The same thing with you running to God. And that's been one of the things I've done as mm-hmm. moving forward is really getting to know me and, and myself and what I want. And I try more and more and, you know, think one of the prayers that I have is in fact, God created me and helped me become the woman you put me on this earth to be so that I do, you know, do the work that you want me to do. And if it is in your plan to actually have, uh, and I call him Mr. Actually, right. Um, (laughs) To partner with and for the rest of life, which would be a wish and a goal and so forth. But I understand that. And you found that, and you found that through really clear thinking, mm-hmm. um, but it, it might not, might, may, maybe didn't feel clear at one point, mm-hmm. um, but you had that, you kind of came out and you talked about a butterfly mm-hmm. and, you know, we've shared so many things with, uh, I think our listeners today, if you could give them one final thought very quickly, what would you, what would you share? You know, you shared something that is actually a tactic that I use and I didn't say it earlier and I, I, I feel terrible about it. And that is prayer. Mm. My prayer life has grown so much just wanting to raise future husbands. If yeah. you're not praying over your kids, whether a blended family, when you talk about conflict, that is already a social experiment for conflict. Four boys, a husband <laughs> and another parent. Yeah, right. That is That's that conflict. is the definition so of if conflict. You can't figure out how to navigate <laughs> conflict. And if you can't first and foremost, get on your knees and pray, humble yourself before God, ask him to intervene in your family. That's that's where all and where the we go starts. first is worry. Yeah. And right. You know, we worry first. We worry first. And then we go, yeah. Oh, I guess the only thing I can do is pray yeah. about it. But and really praying is powerful. And it's again, a choice. And mm-hmm. I've learned that and I'm working more and more. Let me pray first before I do mm-hmm. that. And, you know, that's definitely a choice that we can make. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, getting your book, love, love is say it again. I'm just going to say love the wrong is thing. A catalyst, love the is a catalyst. The pain behind the purpose. There we go. Hurting people, hurt people. Don't stay broken. Don't stay broken. And you know, don't stay broken. Make sure you listen into this show. We, my guests like Alana and I are here to walk the path with you and provide you information, insight and support when you need it most. So thank you for being here. It's gone so fast. It's been super fun. Even with the dancing, I loved it. It made it even better. Thank you for listening today. It's my prayer that this show helps you or someone in your life. Find us at thedivorcecoachinghour.com or call me at 281-944-8043. 
That's 281-944-8043. You can also add us to your podcast library. Please rate, review, and share us. And find us on Facebook at the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton. Thank you for listening today. I'm Christy Stratton. I can't wait to be here with you each and every Saturday right here on 100.7 FM KKHT, The Word. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.